So hello and welcome along to another edition of the Irish F1 show. Uh, yeah, loads of feedback from the last one. We really enjoyed it. Uh, so much so that we brought Mr. Brian Rabbit back into the fold. Uh, Richard Carney is going to join us in a couple of minutes' time. Before we commence, Barry, I'd just like to say congratulations on the birth of a newborn child. Uh, I believe you're all Thank doing you. well. Fantastic news. Yeah, I'll go. It's been a busy house here this week, busy week. But um, yeah, I'll go. Little girl joined the joined us there on Tuesday. All mother and daughter, all good. So thank you, Kevin. Yep, nice one. So your your wall of fame and your room of fame and your hall of fame might be um, getting a bit of a renovation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the same room that I used to have, which was a real boys' uh, den, is now uh, got cots and changing units and all sorts of stuff into it. But sure, look, it's uh, it's 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 a price well worth paying. That's the that's the joys of it. You got out to look at a little bit of uh, Formula Shane action, I think, as well. I believe. Yeah, well, I was I was watching in uh, our, our friend Richie was out on Saturday, um, so uh, he'd a he'd a second, and uh, unfortunately a, a DNF, he'd a, a, um, <clears throat> a, a throttle cable snapped on him. So, so simple on uh, on the second race, and he was looking good to, to to at least repeat the first race performance and maybe maybe even when he was on pole position. Um and uh, yeah, I didn't get to see it live unfortunately, but I watched it from afar on the live time and then got a full report then that afternoon. So yeah, go my Richie's always at the sharp end, that's for sure. And I think uh, just to I suppose adjust the tone slightly as well, Barry. Well, we're on topic. Uh, David Shane obviously passed away last week, and we'd like to pass on our respects. I think here on the Irish F One show. Um, so yeah, yeah. David was know. a real stalwart of uh, Irish motorsport and. There's, uh, there, there was, uh, yeah, much sadness, I suppose, in the week leading up to it that, that he'd passed away. And he's, uh, he's well represented by cars and drivers, all not both in Ireland and in the UK. He did an awful lot for grassroots motorsports, um, with his, his Formula V chassis, and then more lately, the, the Formula Shanes, which I was lucky enough to drive, um, a little bit and uh, win the Lancer Trophy in one of his cars. So he, he was, uh, a great man of Irish motorsport and will, as you said, be sadly missed. Absolutely. Okay, so somehow with all this going on uh, in terms of a newborn child and stuff, you, you still got time to watch a bit of F1 at the weekend. Um, I did, yeah. The six o'clock start was handy enough, to be honest. <laughs> it too hard. Didn't need to set too many alarms. Yeah, on the on the same sleeping pattern as the as the newborn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't really mind it either because, funnily enough, I'd kind of be awake. I, I suppose this is a real sign of no when you're starting to get a bit older that you're kind of awake at that time anyway. <laughs> One way um, or the other, yeah. Yeah. So if it's your first or second visit to the bathroom, would it be intense? How old are you? Know? <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Well, do you know what? Right, before we wind further, I think uh, our good friend Richard Carney is uh, in the waiting room here. So we'll hit the admin. Uh, good stuff. Um, he, is, uh, he is jumping in and jumping on, I believe. He's just connecting as we speak. Uh, Richie had uh, a 10 minute delay, which turned out to be a half an hour delay. We said we better not hold by around for any longer. Richie, how are you doing? Nice of you to join us. Sorry, there guys. we go. Sorry. There we go. That's well, it. Well, Richie, we're, we're, in, we're in the thick of it. We, uh, we didn't want to delay Mr. Rabbit any longer. He, he got permission slip signed for an hour, and I don't know if it extends past that. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> sorry, Kevin. Sorry, just that the whole evening just turned mental and got away from me. Yeah, oh, hey, look, oh, she, she, happens. she happens. Um, we were just touching on the weekend's action, we're about to delve into the actual F1 itself. But uh, before we do that, now you were in action yourself. How, how did you get on? Um, good and bad, good and bad. Finished second in my first 
qualified pole to start with, and it was a reverse grid, so I had to start last. Um, got myself up to second and had a great battle with um, Philip Shane and just ran our laps. So finished second in the first race. <laughs> second race, same. Started last again. Got myself back up behind Philip and uh, broke a throttle cable. Lovely. DNF. Okay. A five euro part let me down. So always, it's always the same, isn't it? The, the simplest yeah. of things. Yeah, 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 you it's know, like, it's like bass. Yeah, it's I like do. that old uh, Nissan ad years ago. The bitty little tear let me down, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't chase my direct as a clown, yeah. Richie. I won't go that far. I won't go that far. <laughs> yeah. Ah, look, that's the that's the joys of it. Listen, um, that's the joys of it. That's the joys of motorsport. These things happen. Yeah. Um, put it behind you, move on. That's all. That's all you can do. So, in terms of the action, Richie, I've, I've just kind of touched base with, with Barry on, on how he saw. It. We we're talking about actually <laughs> about sleeping patterns and that the six and seven o'clock start actually suits certain people. As you get that bit older, that's kind of a normal time to be sitting down and watching something. So, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I thought it was. We used to come home just in time to watch the Australian Grand Prix, and now we're up just in time <laughs> to watch the Australian Grand Prix. That's the, that's actually what's really happening. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's not pull any punches. That that is literally in a nutshell. Um, so lads, what what did we make of it? Um, you know, like a lot of people are saying it was devoid of any any real drama, as such, and I suppose to an extent it kind of was. What what did you think? Well, I suppose like the Australian Grand Prix has never been one for on track drama just by the nature of the circuit it's like a fast monaco in many ways you know it's 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 hard to pass there they've made a few changes this year which helped a little bit in the drs and all um yeah look it wasn't it it, it wasn't one of the all-time greats in terms of on-track action but then we've been spoiled of late if if anything you know so maybe just um getting a bit used to you know like what the first two this year have been mega and then obviously sure the whole of last year and especially the last few of the season so Probably wasn't too bad. It was just in tough company, really. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Richie, yeah, it was. It was sort of like I won't say it was boring enough. It it had its dramas, and but as Barry said, like when you think back, we are after being spoiled. It was it it was boring in a sense of what we have been looking at, but in in the same breath, it was exciting enough. You know, you know. The, the safety car restart. Max had a real good go at, at Charles, and you know, tire degradation and Red Bull getting their set up all wrong. But you know, I would probably dive into that anyway. But uh, you know, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, and I suppose a little bit of uh, a little bit of drama in quality with Vettel obviously against the clock to get the car out on the track. He did get mm. a little bit of luck, um, and he did get out look. To no real avail, I suppose, but that did give us a little bit of excitement, I think. Uh, and just on that incident between Latifi and Stroll, who, who's right and who's wrong there? Stroll, 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 Stroll. Why am I? All day, every day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, his interview afterwards, um, his interview afterwards, he, I don't know, was a sky or something. And I've never seen a lad look so guilty trying to prove his innocence. <laughs> like, he just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, except. I, and and I say that with a bit of authority to be fair. So I I've I've say it was just he knew he and he just you're just like Lance, just admit it. It's all right, like you fucked up, right? It's okay, <laughs> it happens. 
and he's just like, like there was just he was digging a hole and digging a hole and he's in Australia if he kept digging he'd come out there in Carlo beside you boys and say because he just kept going like, it's just man. like at the end of the day he turned right into another car like, I mean it's literally mm. there like, on the screen so fine it happens like he didn't do it on purpose but just admit it like mm. the thing I can't that. understand the thing I can't understand in that incident is he overtook Latifi to get track position for qualifying Drive the fuck on. Go on with yourself. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Like, I think then, did he make a? I think he made a. I think he was on a quick one and made a mess of it, and then decided to abort it. But at the end of the day, you have to be aware of who's around you, whatever the reasons are. There's mirrors you know. on the car, like there's mirrors there for a reason. And apart from the mirrors, which you're dead right, he'd just passed them and then lifted off. I mean. It's not rocket science to understand no. that if you just pass someone and then lift off, chances are the person you literally just passed is going to be somewhere around you. I think he just made a mess of it. I think there was a set, was, was it a, an Alfa Romeo or something coming on the scene as well? And it looked like, and it was a bit away, it looked like it was going to go to drivers left of him. And I'd say he's seen that and never even thought of the TT. Look, Scran, it's not, it's not exactly, you know, we shouldn't be hung drawn a quarter for it or anything. It's one of them things that happens, but like it, it's it. just. Own it, just get over it, yeah. like, you know. Instead of this, like, yeah. the track, well, I heard what was the track is track. He was like, the track it, it drops away and it goes left and it goes right. <laughs> and you're like, most tracks do that, Lance. They go left and they go right and they start where they stop. Like, you know, it was just yeah. pathetic to be honest. Just stand up and say, I fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no shit. Uh, just do it for sure. Look, you can't. Well, before, um, actually, which one is uh, said Max for Paul? Richie, not me. Anyway, yeah, I think it was me. I think I had Max for Paul, and I think I had Max to win as well. Yeah, I think you did. I think I went the third Paul, didn't I? And then the third and signs the winner, which went horribly wrong after. But uh, that didn't. That didn't yeah, work. Yeah. What was so, I think I'd I'd Leclerc. I'd, I'd Leclerc for Paul and win. Max for second and signs for third. So, mm. or one of them, I suppose. That's yeah. about it. In general, like I suppose we fucked up then. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something, something like that. I think if you look at the the whole thing that we spoke about Richie a number of weeks back about the Ferrari drivers, look, we we know Leclerc is the golden boy, but in terms of talent and the machinery, obviously they would have been kind of on an even keel. But now that Leclerc has taken the lead, I mean the balance has kind of changed there. Do you think already in a scenario where? You know, the two guys are vying for the top spot in just say Italy coming up. Is Team Orders going to apply this early? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I just and, and I remember our conversation on this. And Carla Sainz, very serious driver. Um, I do think Leclerc is better. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. not, not by much, but I do think he's better. Um, his Ferrari's golden boy. Um, Prodigy, I honestly, Ferrari were always going to prioritise Leclerc, but in the same breath, he's proven so far this season that he should be prioritised, I think. Yeah. 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 I think, I think he's, um, look, at the end of the day, whoever's quickest will, will become the number one. So, you know, uh, very, it's very rare that they'll, they'll make someone a number one and like they can't, they can't. The the whoever's fastest will, 
de facto become the number one. Um, that is, you know, in some cases there's a preferred, or not a, maybe not a preferred, but an an expected number one and number two. But that can be that can be turned on its head very quick if the number two, you know, by name starts like start outdoing the number one. That'll just turn its head pretty quick. Um, in 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 Ferrari's case, science has hasn't done that yet. Um, hasn't shown that he's likely to do it either. Now, I think to be fair, at, at, at Australia, it wasn't all his own doing by a long way. He had, we know that he had a um, he had a good time, basically disallowed, because uh, he just didn't cross the line uh, mm. in, in in time. There was a red flag for was a Vettel's instance. I can't just remember, but there was do or maybe it was a lot. I can't remember, but there, there was a red flag. Barry, Barry, sorry, that, sorry mm. to cut across you. I also, I, I, science had to have his steering wheel changed. Oh. On the day of race, yeah. Yeah, and seemingly it wasn't set up like his own steering, his old steering wheel. So off the start line, he anti-stall and not, do you know, 90% of the setup is done through the steering wheel. Yep. Yeah, so he, de- he definitely you- had, he, he, was de- he was dealt a bit of a bad hand, to be fair. And then... yeah. So he started ninth, which, you know, he really had got a better lap time in the books or within a second or two of being in the books. So he wasn't starting ninth by his own doing. Um, yeah. But then having said that, um, what we did see, which I think is more telling than just the results was, so so he had a little bit of an issue in his first run in Q3. I, he didn't get the time on the board. Uh, but, so then the pressure was on to get the time in on the second run. And he made a mistake. And that's why he didn't get a second lap in. So that's on him. Um, then in the race, he had the steering wheel problem, which caused the poor start. Oh, very similar. Not his fault. But then in trying to come back from that, again, under yes. pressure, yeah. he made another mistake that's by just mistake. going way too deep. It was never getting around that corner. It was, no. it was just, you know, it was just um, optimism was, was way too high there. And that, <laughs> I think, is more telling than the, than the incidents themselves if you like in both cases yeah he was on the back foot pressure was turned up a bit and it's pretty high to start with and then he made a mistake in both cases um and that's the real negative i think that that they'll pull from from the weekend insofar as science that he mm-hmm. just couldn't handle the handle being on the back foot which is, is which is uh going to be a struggle for him is it too early yeah, to suggest I, I, that uh lads is it too early to suggest that um the clerk now has all the hallmarks already of being a world champion and something would have to go horribly wrong even at this early stage to result in us not seeing that happen this year. I think that's too early. I think it's too early. I disagree with you. I think it's just too early. I think mm. I think with a new car, new rules, I think the potential of someone unlocking something and the, the, and the most likely candidate for that is probably Mercedes, um, but also could likely be Red Bull. Just unlocking something that that just you know jumps to my head. Doesn't have to jump to my head the whole season, but for you know four or six races could change the could change the face of it very quick. Um, you know, we still have this very steep development curve of a new car, new rules, new aero. Um, so it wouldn't take much. I mean, the Mercedes, if its problem is the power poison or the bouncing, as they say, if that's their sole problem and they somehow fix that, that's going to be some real low hanging fruit that could just jump them very quickly. You know, it, or if it's an inherently bad car, well then they're in trouble. But if there's, it's a good car with it with with something wrong that they can just fix. 
you know, they could just take a big jump oh, literally overnight. That's the question, though. What's really wrong with the car? I don't I think- know, Barry. I, I don't know. I t- it's, uh, I think we, we all gave out stink last season about how bad Ferrari were because they decided mm-hmm. to concentrate on this year's car. And I just think Ferrari have hit the nail on the head with this car. Um, in Australia at the weekend, like on Friday evening after testing, they were all going on about rear tyre degradation and, and especially Red Bull. And I read somewhere today that Red Bull changed the rear the rear wing angle to try help the tyre degradation. But what it done was it, it, it generated more downforce, which killed their top speed. Mm-hmm. And Ferrari didn't change it. And the Ferrari, to me, especially around Albert Park, it just seemed to be a lot more nimble, front-end nimble. Corner speed. Through the quicker yeah. stuff. Well, there's no doubt it's there's no doubt it's the um, it's the best car at the moment, and and I'm not I, I I suppose my point is just that it's the start of a development race by the new and and like just as easy Ferrari could unlock something and then just be gone clear. So that's a possibility just as much. But any other season, you know, in the last few years where they where they were kind of at the glass ceiling of performance, um. I think yeah, this is this is look this is look like you know well it's we've seen it we've seen Mercedes do this for year in year out just just take a launch off the line of the season that is and just go and but I just would be you know like think back now I know it's slightly different think back to Braun in two thousand and nine one of the last big changes of um, of regulations and they came out from nowhere and stole a march on the the, the competitors but it didn't last you know they but. but they 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 blown the double diffusers right yeah and then they they now they weren't that wasn't they Williams and a couple I think maybe Toyota or somebody had the same design but the the point was that they they came out of the gates real quick and but by halfway I think I can't remember the stats but I think they won the first whatever five or six races and yes. then Button didn't you know didn't win a race for the whole second half of the season and just about you know nosed it over the line for the championship yeah, in the yeah. end so it, it's possible you know that was a brawn it was unusual circumstances of course with the demise of Honda but halfway through that season didn't they and they were made changed or double blown the flu- diffuser and I don't think Button won another race but he had enough no. done he had enough done just to see him over the line yeah so you know it's it's I just. We'll see. Look at the end of the day. That's the thing. But yeah, as it sits at the moment, definitely Ferrari are the are the guys to beat. But I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out something something changing fairly quick. Lads, is there now a changing of the guards by sheer positioning of where George Russell is at Mercedes? Come on, Barry. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think. I think um, you look. He's second in the championship now, which is a, which is a bit mad considering. But that more outlines the, the, the you know the bad luck and the bad reliability of those around him more so than anything else. Um, he was a little bit fortunate with the safety car at Albert Park. Uh, again, not to repeat myself, probably too early, but it probably still is too early to mm-hmm. to, to to find out. Um, I I still think he'd have to do a little bit more. Like you know, he's only three races in. And at the end of the day, Hamilton has won a hundred and whatever races, seven-time world champion. You know, he, he's not going to displace him that quick. 
And no, uh, I'd be of the same opinion. I think like Mercedes will always prioritize Hamilton. Um, sort of similar to Ferrari with Leclerc. Mm. Um, he, uh, as Barry said, he got very lucky with the safety car and managed to jump Lewis. And listen, I, 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 I can't see. Mercedes coming around too quickly. I think they've had they have a bad car this season and I think luck has got them where they are at the moment more so than and reliability. A good, yeah, and more so than a good car. Um, you know, as bad as Mercedes is, Russell is still second in the championship loses fifth. But like you know, if you get Red Bull on song, Ferrari on song, Mercedes are nowhere near to pass mm. those two teams. Lads, do you know them, them bobble puppy dogs you used to see in the back windows of cars and they're flying up and down? Like, it's an, Hamilton, Hamilton in particular, like, the the head movement is just outrageous. Like, and you see them doing all the neck exercises in the lead-up to races and all, and as part of the rest of the scene and stuff. Well, surely that can't be good for you, and... Can this and should this change? Like, is this actually a problem or is it having good effect in general? The, the, the poor poison, the, yeah, the poor, or bouncing, let's call it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, those are the, the, the bouncing or poor poison is just an aerodynamic effect. And, you know, it's basically the, the, the air rushing under the car pulls the car towards the ground, which is, is what it's supposed to do. But then it touches the ground and then the, the, that effect it stops for a split second and the yeah, car bounces back up out, again. Basically. It bottoms out, which stops the air going through that gap. Um, so the car then doesn't have that suction effect and, and rises back to ride height. And then it builds up the same pressure again, pulls it down. And it just repeats that, uh, you know, over and over again. And that's what's causing the bouncing. It's an aerodynamic effect. Um, so just as, a, you know, to those that haven't seen it before. So it's, it's something that they know exactly what's causing it. They know the solution to it, which is to raise the ride height so that it never bottoms out. But that takes a huge hit on lap time and performance. So they don't want to do it. So they're riding a bit of a tightrope of, you know, living with it and um, not just taking the easy option and slowing down, slowing the car down by changing the ride, the ride height back up again. It's bad. It's very noticeable in some cars more than others. The only thing to bear in mind is you're watching it from a camera, which is solidly mounted to the to, to the car, and the helmet of the driver obviously isn't and has that movement in it. But what you don't have is the suspension system that's in your, all our eyeballs, basically, that takes some, if not all, of that out of it. So it's not as bad for the driver. It's not nice. But it's not as bad as the as the um camera the, the, the like. footage the camera makes it look like. Now I'm not dismissing it. I'm not saying yeah. it's not nothing to be to be you know discounted or anything else. And I'm sure it has effects. Um, but there there will be a certain amount of uh, absorption just by the, the human body over the mm-hmm. camera. Um, and they, they, at the they are going to have to kind of, as I said, just 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 to, you know ride that tightrope a little bit, walk the tightrope and see which side of it they want to come down on. They want to take the performance, but you know. Every racing driver will put up with a bit of pain to for a few tenths, like simple as that. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And sorry, Richie, I'm I'm quoting across you uh, here, but I have to bring you to Alex Alvin and what he done, <laughs> and then the actual tactics of staying on hard tires until literally the very, I suppose, the eleventh hour. Um, 
And uh, they got a point. But what did you make of the tactics overall? I think they should have left them out. I think they should have let them let them finish on the hearts. I think he would have finished at the very worst eight. But there is a penalty, though, lads. Yeah, if you don't change yeah. it to a second compound, that's why. You know what I mean? The so question have, is, what's the penalty? Compounds. What's the pe- yeah. yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> what, what is the penalty if you don't pit stop? I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know what the penalty is, but I presume Williams did. I do. And the penalty is... It must be worse. It must be, yeah. It must be. I mean, it'll have to be. Otherwise, they do it. But it's in terms of a, a, a strategy, if you want to call it that, it's, it's, there's something wrong somewhere. If you, can, if you can do a pit stop on the last lap and be... That's your quickest strategy <laughs> because it means you've put you've gone through the pain of a pit stop, but you haven't taken any of the reward of the extra pace that new tires should give you. Mm. It, it doesn't make sense. Like even we're doing the you know, Mondello Fiesta six hour race in Long, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. the tire won't last. But there's no point in putting it on ten minutes from the end because you're not getting any goodness from it. Um, yeah. you know, put it on and. Work backwards. How long will it last? Well, it'll last an hour and a half. Right, we'll put it on an hour and a half before the end of the race. Don't put it on 20 minutes for the end of the race. You've taken all that hassle of stopping anyways. So I don't understand how it works, to be honest. Where, but where was did. He, he was running, was he running sixth or seventh? Seventh, seventh, seventh. Yeah. seventh. Like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, from 20, get yourself 20. into that position and then... Yeah, from 20. Yeah. yeah, it's... Yeah. Do you know what? Now, the safety cars and stuff would have helped. Safety cars would have played in and virtual safety. Well, safety cars more than virtual safety car because that would have grouped the field back up again, mm-hmm. you know, and and anyone's lead over the over whoever would have been, you know, basically gone altogether. So uh, mitigating circumstances, but I, I still don't I still don't understand why they wouldn't have just stopped them a bit earlier. But obviously the car worked better on on the tires as they mm-hmm. got older, which is a bit of a odd one. Yeah, they do seem to be making some improvements. Another team making improvements seemed to be McLaren because I remember the first and second episode we were, I'm not going to say we were unkind, we were actually just calling it as it was. It, it didn't look too promising. And yes. they came in one after the other, I think fifth and sixth overall. Uh, so you had uh, Norris in fifth and Ricardo in sixth. Like, so they seem to have got their house a little bit more in order anyway, don't they? Or would you think? Um, yeah, yeah, to a degree, but... Beneficiary, uh, beneficiaries of bad luck elsewhere too. Yeah, I think so. It's it's like you know, it's like the Mercs, like with Max not finishing. Um, yeah, benefiting from from bad luck elsewhere. I think more so than making a straight forward. I think. Mm-hmm. So just well, really, go on, go on, Barry. Sorry, sorry. No, just quick. So. Lando started fourth, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. F- finished fifth, so went, but one car in front of him didn't finish, i.e. Verstappen. So I'm not sure how amazing a result losing one spot exactly. with one car in front of you that finishing is, really. I mean, yeah. if you start fourth, you'd like to finish fourth, all things being equal, at least. At, at, at the very least. At the least, mm-hmm. you know. So he went, he went back a spot. In fact, he went back two spots because of the fact that he lost out to, you know, Verstappen was gone anyway. So even mm-hmm. if he just finished where he started, he should have got, that should have been a podium with yeah. Verstappen running out. So he finished fifth. So yeah, it's okay. It's an okay result. I don't think it's anything to write home, but I don't think it, it signifies mm-hmm. anything in particular. I think the car suits that track. They said that themselves. Um, 
but no, I wouldn't be. It's better. It's better than it was, but I don't think there's anything really more than that to it. Hmm. No. A lot right. more luck than judgment, I think. So obviously your yeah. top three was uh, McLaren, Perez, Russell, uh, Hamilton, Ford, uh, Norris, Ricardo, Ocon, Bottas, Gasly, and Alex Oliver scoring that point. Lads, any last takeaways before we blast on and have a look at the next one? Just, I think um, it's an awful pity Alonso didn't get to finish his lap in qualifying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, that was that that was shaping up to be uh, a bit special because yeah. I seen some I seen some uh, some split times compared to Leclerc's ultimate pole lap, and I believe he was seven thousands slower in the first sector, um, a couple of hundreds quicker in the second sector, um, and of course the third sector law went wrong, but it it, it was um, it was shaping could have been up. on the front two roads, front Shippen. two roads, I think. Yeah, mm. that's where he was heading for. Um, so it was. It would have been great to see the mm-hmm. old Fernando in in the middle of it because he wouldn't have given a damn for Leclerc, Hamilton, any of them. He did no, He'd just no. gone for it. Absolutely. You know. Not. So it's a. Re- I think we were. I think we were robbed. I think it was a collective sigh all the world over at whatever seven o'clock yeah. on Saturday morning when 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 he uh, ended up in the wall and it wasn't his fault. It was a mechanical issue. It it, it couldn't go down the gears and the, the steering um loaded up on him, but. Yeah, that, that 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 was a real disappointment. It could have changed the whole course of the race, I think. Lads, if it I was, go... in, fairness, in fairness, we were all sitting there going, come on, Fernando. Come on, <laughs> come on. Let's and do then, it. And then, no. bang. Yeah. It would have been kind of reminiscent of, um, of Michael Schumacher in Monaco in 2012, wouldn't it? Do you know, like, that was kind of, at the time... When he, back, in, when he, back in the Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that around Monaco. Yeah, I was, was serious. Why anyone? <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you be a Schumacher fan? Would you have any chance to wonder? wonder. Hey, and do you know what? I'm not going to poke the bear here because I do know you took exception to something that may have been said, but I'm literally not going into it, right? Because we got so much flag for a so-called Hamilton bashing that I just won't do it this time. But you do have a point. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Hamilton was referred to as the greatest ever I think on the Sky Sports coverage and Richie took a bit of exception to that. So <laughs> I think I think we'll leave it at that because other Str- than that, strongly we'll to, worded letter. You'll have to mark this episode as explicit and heavily explicit otherwise. Um hold on for me. He can't, he can't, he can't let that go. No. Mike <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, the greatest of all times. Who may who who decides that? His, Sky did it. His fan. <laughs> Statistically, he is in terms of numbers. No, Barry, I'm not <laughs> saying they're right, Richie. <laughs> Statistically, he does 25 more races a year Correct. than Schumacher ever done. Correct. I'm, all, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily agreeing with them. I'm, this is, I'm just being devil's advocate, isn't that what they call it? And they're saying he's got more numbers beside his name now what value those numbers have is the question and I'd be with you with, like sure you do more races you're gonna percentages percentages is the real one if you go to percentages I think is it Jim Clark or something just wipes them all off the floor with percentages yeah. and he probably only done 40 yeah these boys they, you know so. behind like you can't come, yeah. You can but you can't. You gotta remember when them boys were racing the, you know, the Clark, the, the Clarks and Fangio's and all that. There, there was two cars, two drivers could win any Grand Prix ever. So it was flawed in another way too, you know. So it's 
The argument I have is a Sky presenter called Lewis Hamilton the greatest of them all. Yeah. What the... Like... Is he not allowed to do that, Richie? No. Right. He's not the greatest of them. He's very, very, very... He's one of the greatest. And who is the greatest of them all? What? Who is the greatest of them all? It's either Senna or Schumacher. And I'd probably say Schumacher. (laughs) But you're just doing what the Sky lad said. You're you're picking one. But Schumacher is proven. (laughs) Well, you see, the, we're the, only winding up. It's too easy. The, it's too easy. The, the algorithm and the criteria you see is subjective. So, um, I'm <laughs> one doesn't weigh up to the other, they should never be compared. Yeah, and in the context no. of that was when George Russell was getting interviewed, of course, wasn't it? It was like you're comparing yourself to the greatest of all time. So, yeah, yeah, look, anyone can say it, it doesn't mean they're right, you know. That's the thing, they can all say it if they want, and we can all decide yeah. whether we agree with them or. Or, or not, but um, mm. yeah, if they're using or, statistics and race numbers and all that, sure, yeah, it's like so what doesn't matter. It, 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 he's definitely one, like, this is what I always say he's one of them. There's there's obviously your, your Senna's, your Schumacher's, um, Fangio's, Clark's, you know, all the big names we all know. You can put all of them in the mix, but you can't Barry, really Gilles, rank Gilles them. Villeneuve, Gilles Villeneuve, yeah. Clark, like, all the great names. What gives that presenter the right to call Hamilton the greatest of them all? No more than anyone else's. Hey, Richie, no way. Richie, I've seen you getting leveled with boxes and shoulders and football matches, and you didn't get this wrong enough about it. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. No way. I'm not having it. I will admit, they are a bit biased, but sure. Look, they're, they're doing their job too, so yeah, I'm, even I'm not we'll Lewis get... Passion. Lewis no. is one of the greatest, but uh-huh. he's not the greatest. But you know what? Schumacher. When we get this guy presenter on, you you two can argue the toss, right? I'm referee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go for it. And Barry, you can get the popcorn. Um, yeah, no matter, I'll do that. Lads, if I try to pronounce the actual name of the next race, I'll be sent for elocution lessons. But the, <laughs> the one in Italy that's not Monza, uh, at the at the Ferrari oh, circuit. What? Amelia Romagna. Amelia Romagna. Amelia. Yeah, Mar- yeah. The, the, the trick there, Kevin, is to say it real fast and with confidence, even if it's wrong. That's Amelia Romagna. <laughs> Amelia yeah, Romagna. It's Sounds... like walking into a nightclub when you're 17. Just head down yeah. and nod at the bottom and keep going. How are you going, lads? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, all right, lads. All right, nice night. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like a starter in an Italian restaurant or something. But anyway, it's that one. That's and like, it's, hey, it's, uh, sorry, no. Do you know what this reminds you of? It's the episode of, uh, of Killing a Scully, right? Where the Jackson's niece comes in. And it starts... has to be the only time in the world that like, yeah. a Grand Prix yeah. venue has we, been we, compared we, to an episode of Killing Scully. I'll tell you why. So... Jaxie's niece is doing work experience inside in the bar and she started bringing out food that wasn't a toasted sandwich or a pink snack which Dan didn't like and this Italian dish went out in front of Manu and he goes oh calamari ripieni and Jimmy goes did he play for AC Milan? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's just reminded me of I'm sorry I'm sorry Killing a Scully on the Irish F1 show Killing a Scully and Amalia Romagna I'll tell you what Kev Kev, you just take Barry's advice. Just, just say it real, real quick. That's it. Emilio that's it. Don't, so and don't say it twice because you won't pronounce it twice. No, same, I won't. Same won't. way. <laughs> just say it sure. once to keep moving. It's so, Imola, isn't it? Who, well, who's who's yeah. winning it anyway? 
I mean, we're at this time. Yeah. Who's going to win it? Give us our poll and give us our, our top three there again. Go on, Richie. Leclerc, Paul, Leclerc win, Saint second. For staff and tour. I'm actually going the very same. Yeah, so way. That's really boring. It's hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pretty shit, really. Yeah, we're just yeah. really caught. But I mean, it's it's telling in itself, isn't it? That we're all yeah. kind of following the same. So, it, it, yeah, the only one I might wonder about is science of that, like, because yeah. he's a big, it's, he's a make or break weekend coming up in terms of just for his own psyche, his own confidence levels, and, you know, the, the, the effort. That could, well, I don't doubt the, the team are going to put the effort behind him, but I think just for himself, Hmm. He really has to, and the problem is, it's one of these self. Uh, what do they call it? It's like it's a, it's um, it's going to create its own problem. The fact that he's going to try and do a better yeah. job will probably yeah. be the thing that makes him do a worse job. Because that's yeah. what we've seen already. You yeah. know, it's it's self perpetuating whatever you know. So I think he he really he, he really has to have a really really strong weekend. I'd venture he has to win it. To, to get back on a on an even on an even keel in his own head. Uh, it's like one of those things, Barry ended. The harder you try, the worse it gets. Hmm. Oh yeah, she just seen him like you seen that at the, when he when he went off in the Grand Prix there at the weekend. Like he, he just braked just too late. And it's the sounds the easiest thing in the world. You go, well, if I just brake a bit later, I'll be faster. And like that's what people who haven't drove race cars I don't mean everybody, but some people they sure you just just drive a bit faster there and you'll be all right. But you're already on the limit. And the thing is, you break, you and you can break five metres later and still make the corner, but you'll be slower out and you'll scrub speed in the middle of it or you'll be slightly offline and you're ultimately slower. Um, but the temptation is massive, especially when you're on the... And, and a lot of the skill of driving is not to take that temptation and to... Because it's a balance, the whole the whole effect. And he, what I seen with him in the race was he just, he, he just forgot that and all he could think of was, I need to go faster. I need to get, I, I made a mistake. I need to go faster. And he just break too late. And that was it, you know, a much worse scenario than what he was in a couple, a couple of seconds earlier. And I think the problem he has now is that scenario. It was one or two laps in the Grand Prix at, at Australia, but that psyche, that whole scenario in is was of that he's experiencing at the moment could be condensed down into what we've seen in those two laps. He has a massive amount of pressure that, has been put on him both by himself and circumstances. And it's likely that that's going to snowball and get worse unless he's very strong mentally and can, and get, can get over it. And he'll need something serious like a win to, to do that. that that will be my fear from at the minute. And imagine, imagine, Barry, he's heading to Italy, to the Tifosi, mm. on the back of a bad result. I mean, yeah. man, he... He doesn't he don't get much more pressure than that. Serious uh, head power to get through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think so. Very much, very much looking forward to it already. So obviously it's uh, it's on Sunday week, and yeah, drive it on, drive it on. Uh lads, listen, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Um, thanks for jumping on once more just to get through a few bits of buzz before we do finish up. We're obviously on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and as I said, all go podcast platforms. Few alright ones and bad ones and different things as well, but uh, we're obviously on those. But the five star ratings very much help in terms of uh, getting us up the leaderboard on both Apple and Spotify. And we're doing all right. We're tipping in around that top two hundred on Apple the whole time. We've been floating in around the, the hundred mark on, on Spotify up and down. So uh, thanks a million for all who have got in touch with us as well on a separate note. And uh, the feedback has been 
really, really good. Leo Nulty, let's give him a shout out because I know even up at the weekend while he was on commentary and Richie was on the formation lab, I think he was giving the Irish F1 show a bit of a shout out. That's so good, that's, man. that's great to hear. Hey, so thanks, hey, thanks a million to, to Leo. But Barry and Richie, hey, thanks, hey. thanks for getting up your time again. That's where we call a hall. Well, Kev, Kev, just before we jump off, um, I'd just like to touch on something personally and, and Barry the same. The car I raced, the Formula Shane, the creator of that flash died. And um, we had his funeral last Wednesday. And he's one of the he's one of the greatest legends of Irish motorsport to ever live. He um I, I you know we paid a lovely tribute to him on Saturday at lunchtime. Um there's not enough I can say about this man. Barry raced Formula Shane's as well. He would have known David. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he literally, like, he brought Formula V's to Ireland in the early 70s. He um, developed his own cars. The Formula Shane, he went and developed and made himself as a step up from a Formula V, like, and, and literally built these cars himself. Built the chassis, built the cars. You know, like absolute legend of Irish motorsport we lost. And um I just I just like to take this opportunity to thank David for everything he's done for me. Um everything he's done for Irish motorsport. Um pure gent, pure legend. Thank you, David. Yeah, here, here, we, we touched on it earlier, but he was an absolute legend of Irish motorsport and um, very, would be very sadly missed, unfortunately. Absolutely. Well, look, um, a, a nice way to finish up as well. And uh, again, we pass on our condolences to uh, the Shane family. Uh, Barry, Richie, thanks again. And uh, we'll touch base with you again soon. Thanks for your time. All right. Yeah, bye. All right, guys. <laughs>